Hello and welcome. Thank you for dropping by. Thank you for listening. I want to elaborate more on the sexual abuse when I talked about in uh, episode two. I want to let you know that all that uh, he was doing to me, all that I had to do to him, I had got to the point that I couldn't see no way out. I gave up trying to get out. I gave up all hope of ever being happy. Because the first time he abused me, when he sodomized me, It was days and weeks that I hurt so bad, trying to walk, trying to sit down. And even if I told him that that hurt having sex that way and that I I don't like it, I don't want to do it anymore, I, I hurt. It hurts to sit down, it hurts to walk. It hurts to go to the bathroom. He just looked at me and laughed. And when I told him, you know, I was hurting, let's not do that. He didn't care. Even through, even though I told him that I was hurting begged him not to have sex with me that way. It didn't matter. It didn't matter how I told him that I hurt and that it hurt when I went to the bathroom. It didn't matter. And when he would have sex that way, And then a couple of hours later, he went to have sex the other way. And he didn't care if I was on my period. He didn't care if I didn't feel good. He didn't care. And you may think, well, why did you just, why did you keep allowing that to happen? Why why didn't you just leave and stay gone? Because fear was part of my clothing that I wore every day. Fear of what may happen. Fear of if I leave, if I walked out the house, he would come and get me, beat me. Fear kept me in this relationship. Fear is torment. And the things he did to me, sexually so, everywhere, everywhere you can think of being sexually abused, he did it. 
It didn't matter to him. And when you're when you're so afraid, you stay because you you're saying to yourself, he might beat me to the point where he might break my arm or break my leg or do something that I wind up in the hospital. So fear was your companion. Fear was your friend. And he knew that you were afraid of him. He knew I was afraid of him. He knew it. And that was his advantage point. That I was afraid. And like I told you, it was times where he was real nice. But times, you know, he was the sweetest man. There was times if he would say, you know, if you don't want to have sex, we don't have to have sex. And you better believe I said, okay, I don't want to. I had the opportunity to say no, and uh, he listened. And them, them times were happy times. There was times where he said, he would sit me down and he would give such encouraging, sweet words. He would hold me. He would hug me. And those times was just, to me, great. I felt comfortable. I could relax because I knew them times he wasn't going to hurt me. He wasn't going to hit me. He wasn't going to do anything. He just would just be kind. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, he's finally realizing that he don't have to hurt me. That, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, well, I don't, you know, need to try to get away because he's making me all these promises, giving me all these words, sweet, kind, gentle, compassionate, loving words, showing me love. And... I didn't think about leaving because we were getting along. He would, you know, some days he helped me, you know, clean the house, fold clothes. Some days he would allow me to use the car, go down to his mom, or go to the grocery store, and he didn't go with me. And I didn't think, well, let me keep going. You know, because sometimes the girls was with me and then sometimes they weren't. I didn't think about an opportunity to get out because this was the 
the side of him that I, I, I loved. This was the side of him that I treasured. Made me happy, made me peaceful. And then, you know, we would go out, take the kids down to his mom. She would watch, watch the girls. We would go out and have a nice time. You know, introduce me to other people. And, you know, we would sit, drink, have a good time. Come home and, he, you know, he, you know, coming back, the girls would stay with his mother. You know, we would we have a nice time. We go to the house and he would run me um, water for take a bath. He would get in the bath with me. Good times. Not me not realizing why he was doing this. Me not thinking anything negative of why he was doing this. He had to keep me in a position where I would trust him. He would have me thinking, you know, well, he's not going to hurt me. We're having a good time. We're enjoying one another. You know, and then we go to the movies, the drive-in. Good times. And sometimes the good times outweigh the bad times. When there was good times, I didn't think about the bad things that he did, the the words that he said, how he belittled me. I, I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about him if he got upset, if he got frustrated, I would get abused. I didn't think about that. All I thought about was, we're having a we're having a good time. I'm happy. We're getting along. There's no fighting. Which I never started the fights. I could be sitting on the couch watching TV. And he can get upset over I never knew what. And he would look at me. And motion towards the bedroom. And I knew what was going to happen. But I didn't think about them times. He goes, we were getting along. So that kept me longer in the relationship. Investing in this relationship. That I felt I was falling so in love with him. The good times. You couldn't say nothing bad about him when he was treating me good. I didn't see nothing bad about him when he was treating me good. But when the bad times came back around, it was like I was walking on eggshells, tiptoeing around him. Not looking at him, you know, looking down or, you know, looking straight ahead, not looking at him, 
face to face. Because sometimes I would, you know, look at him and I thought I was just looking normal, looking at him and he would get upset. And he would always make sure that the girls were in their room with the door shut. And whenever he told the girls to go into the room and shut the door, I knew what was going to happen. No matter how I plead, no matter how I begged, no matter how I cried, no matter how I apologized, I would say, I'm so sorry, whatever I did, please forgive me. I'd never do it again. Didn't know what I did, but I was just apologizing. <laughs> Because I'm thinking, you know, if I apologize, I tell him I'm sorry, you know, I'm, he, nothing's going to happen. But it was like he turned into a totally different person whenever he gets into, just like he had a rage in him. And whenever he would abuse me, it was like he got such a joy out of it. And then, you know, sometimes when he would do that, he would want me to stay in the bed and he wanted to hug me and I felt so dirty. I felt so miserable. I just wanted to just take, I just wanted to just hit him, just wanted to do something because I was just hating his touch. And then after he rest a little bit, laid in bed, started all over again and you may say well I'm, I'm not understanding why you stayed and you was going through all of this if you've never been through it you never understand but you've been through it you'll understand the reasoning behind you staying in this relationship the reason behind you not you get to the point where you just don't care anymore. It is what it is. And I'm, you know, I just have to deal with it, accept it. Because I, I need to keep him happy. If it means hurting me, he's happy. And I don't have to worry about the next week it happening again. It's like he took, you know, vacations. <laughs> you know, I, I have to laugh about it because I'm free from it. You know, I laugh because it was a time I couldn't laugh. It was a time all I did was cry. But I could hold my head up high. I'm not ashamed of what I'm saying. I'm not ashamed of, you know, what I allow to happen because I'm free from it. And that's why I can talk about it. Because I'm free from it. I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to keep it silence anymore. I can talk about it so that I can help someone else, another woman, realize you don't have to do anything sometimes for him to get upset. So I pray that you 
heard something to keep you coming back and listening. And remember, be blessed. Trust the process. And you can get out of it. There's always a way. It may take a while, but you can escape. Don't give up. Keep coming back listening. And I will tell you, and then you will understand what I did when I finally did get out and what I did when I stayed. I will always tell you my struggles, my sadness, my disappointments. I'm here to be help to some young lady to get out of a situation, to let you know you can get out. So as always, God loves you and so do I. And change can happen. You can be happy. Be blessed.